Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to episode 119 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. I am welcomed today by my friend, my brother, my fellow co author, Jay Reese, back on the show. Third time lucky. Great to have you here, bro. How are you doing today? Oh, yo, thanks for having me, Jake. And man, I am pumped. That intro music, dude, I felt like I was in the club. <laughs> You brought it's me back to the days when I used to DJ, man. I was jamming. Because I can see you, because we use using StreamYard here, guys, and you can see people in the green room on their camera before they come up on here. And uh-huh. I can, Jay was literally raving away there. And I was thinking, it's actually good music, isn't it? That that thing, I got that free it off really, YouTube. It so. really is, man. Yo, I'm going to steal that track from you somewhere, man, because, yo, just, I was just, bumping it. You just go on YouTube and you download, yeah. you put in three-minute countdown time or mm-hmm. however long countdown time you're looking for. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be pulling back the curtain on some of this stuff. Um, importantly, most importantly, the book, which was Hunger for the Hustle, Volume 1, Open Brackets, Absolutely, Stories of man. Struggles to Success, Close Brackets, was launched just two days ago. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit delirious with, with the times because um, I ended up, I think, about four or five hours sleep on Friday night, and then the launch started at 3 a.m. for me and finished at 9 a.m. on Saturday. We- which, yo, I know you're going to ask so me. It was, it was hectic, you know. We... Yeah. I know you're going to ask me, like, several questions. But, like, let me ask you real quickly. How were you feeling <laughs> right before the launch? Like, what was going on? Like, were you nervous? The butterflies? Because, uh, oh, man, you had to be overly excited. Well, we had some technical issues, right? And yeah. I kind of knew those technical issues were going to happen before we went on but it was just too late for me to do anything about it so i was just feeling if i'm honest super stressed super anxious Mm -hmm. um but excited as well oh great but it just made me realize you know even if you've done 118 of the podcasts Mm -hmm. don't try new stuff out when you're doing a live launch six hour show just work with what you've already got but look, Fair enough. it played out, it kind of, so in, in answer to your question, mm-hmm. I was feeling pretty, pretty, uh, I was like a, I was like a rat in a cage, man. I was yeah. just like, oh, just kind of excited for it to play out, but knowing mm-hmm. that this one thing wasn't right, we could get the video over because we were using Zoom uh, and yeah. then we were, I was sharing the screen mm-hmm. from, from Zoom on the computer to StreamYard right. at the same time and I could get mm-hmm. the video over couldn't get the audio over and it was just heartbreaking to see it happen but but the good thing is everything has been recorded in it's all in different parts because it was on three different people's computers Mm -hmm. across the world but we're going to stitch that together and on the live links that went out we're going to plug it into there so people will still get it but yeah you know you you just learn from these things right you know we'll we'll, there'll there'll be a latter part of the launch for the physical Uh book and, and on that one yeah I'll make sure I've got it got it right and sorted since then for them. But apart from that, man, we had so much fun, didn't we? We had so oh, much fun. Oh man, like um I wasn't able to stay for like the whole six hours, but for the time I was there, dude, I laughed so much and not even just laugh, just being able to listen to other people's stories and why they wrote their stories. Dude, I've just I can't wait to actually like finish reading. I got to read like a, a few chapters already, but I'm just I'm super excited. I can't wait to read the rest of the book. Well, let's let's get on to that. You know, the book, yeah. guys, is as I said, "Hunger for the Hustle: Stories of Struggles to Success." Twenty-eight people's stories of struggles to success. 
from all around the world, America, Canada, the UK, um, Australia. I think I think that actually that pretty much covers it. But I mean, that's a big enough spread, right? It's a lot of people. <sighs> yeah. And but they all the stories are of course unique, of course their own, mm-hmm. but they're all they're all heartfelt. They're all like they go all the way in there, all the way yeah. in there. And your story is no different, Jay. You know, oh, when you. I the, the the title of yours is the, of course when I swap my tie for a cape. Oh, what happened there? Something oh. strange just happened on my... Oh, sorry. <laughs> the title of your chapter is, Life Got Better Once I Swapped My Tie for a Cape. All right. You know, and like... Sorry, something just happened weird on my end. I thought I'd lost you for a second. Life Got Better When I Swapped My Tie for a Cape. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... That just makes you want to read. You're like, what does that mean? <laughs> I want to read that. So, take us... Oh, we're going to... To give you a bit of structure, guys, on what we're going to yeah. go through here, if you're watching this live or later... We're going to go into the writing of a chapter from both of our sides because Jay yeah. wrote his own book, brought mm-hmm. out his own book in August 2020, Legacy, yeah. a Scion series, um, which is a great book. It's a very different yeah. book to the one we're working on today, and we'll get into yeah. that. But the writing process on both sides, then we're going to get into the publishing process on both sides, yeah. um, and then we'll take any questions at the end, and, and we're going to have fun along the way because we want to try and... We've both done this now. I mean, I have we ever been together that we haven't had fun? Curtains. No. It's, I think it's part <laughs> of the main reason why we're both such good friends, right? We always exactly, just have good fun. Right. Yeah, yeah, just from the get-go. It's always been that way. Yeah. So it, it's funny because apart from my mom and my sister and my friend Wayne, there's only Aaron Grider. Is, out of those 28 people, I've only met four of them actually ever in, in real life. So, yeah. I've, you know... I've, I've never met Jay in real life, so he could actually... Not yet, just, it's uh, coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming. But, yeah. you know, I d- he could be... He could have just been wearing a mask this whole time, and I don't <laughs> actually know who he is. He could be someone else. You know, like I'm, like I'm Scooby-doing it, like I'm just going to reveal the mask one yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, your chapter, bro, Life Got yeah. Better When I Swapped My Tie for a Cape. Yes, sir. What was the... Was that the instant when you thought about going for the chapter? Was that the first thing you went for? Did you draw it out straight away? Did it take a bit of time to work on that and come forth with it? Oh, it definitely took a while. Um, the chapter came from a um, it came from a speech that when you and I were in Power Voice together, um, I cultivated my chapter from that speech. And what happened was, is like the original speech was all about how I was just feeling like I was stuck for a very long time of being what other people wanted me to be. And then as um, we were going through the writing process for creating the chapter, I kept coming back to this idea of like how I love superheroes and how I have this (laughs) idea of being grander than life kind of mentality and I just realized that everybody's a superhero if nothing else in their own stories and I just kept coming back to that idea and I had to dig deep of like well why aren't I a superhero why aren't I living the life I want to live why aren't I why am I not doing what I want and what I'm choosing to be and it just came down to because I was living up to these expectations that I felt other people wanted me or needed me to be and I had to let that go for lack of better words 
um, it got to the point where um, there was a lot of times where I remember growing up, my parents and loved ones, they were just projecting their own fears onto me because they felt that was their way of keeping me safe or that was their way of showing me love. So in the chapter, I even explain how there's a moment where my father sat me down because as a kid, I was very flamboyant. I was doing all these different things that weren't normal <laughs> for our house and for the people we were around. And my father just took me aside and was like, hey, you know what? Maybe you just need, need to be more like us and stop doing a lot of the things that you're doing. And I took that to heart because, again, this was my father. And he wasn't the only one who said stuff like that to me, like uncles, aunts, uh, my mother. Everybody constantly wanted me to be something that I felt I wasn't. Till it got to the point of later on in life when I'm working a nine to five job and <laughs> I was trying to be so much of a people pleaser that even my bosses and my supervisors were expecting certain things from me that weren't necessarily me. So it got to the point where I was depressed. I was suicidal to a point and I just had to make a change. Um, luckily, at that point in my life, there are a lot of people around me that I could trust, that I would talk to, excuse me, and they just helped me realize that, look, you are worth more than what you're giving right now, and we're going to figure this out. And that kind of helped transition my life to be what it is now. And everybody, we have lost Jake. Um, Jake has stepped away for here. a little I'm bit. Still, I'm, so, still oh. I'm still here. Oh, there I'm you are. Here. Okay. <laughs> I, was just, I, was just, I was just letting you. I was just letting you take take control, man. Look. Oh, okay. that that's you. That's okay. the, that's me. That's oh, me. I love it. Oh, wow. That's I was me. worried. I was like, I'm okay, where's Jake? I'm just, all, it, all it is is that my skills are so good at this now. You're blown away. Oh, but when man. I disappear, you think you've lost me. Yeah, so. I really did, um, yeah. Look, what, but uh, what I was going to say to you was, yeah. who who were those, who was setting those expectations that you felt you had to live up to? But you laid it out right there. It was essentially, yeah. you know, your, your parents and, and kind of on your father without any... I'm sure you didn't have any malicious intentions, but um, I think some, right. sometimes, you know, when, mm -hmm. and I don't know this because I'm not a parent, but you know, like, mm -hmm. um, you even, even you say, I know from saying it to other people, people who look up to you, sometimes you, because they, you hold, they hold you in really high regard. Sometimes Absolutely. you can say things and they really stick mm -hmm. with them and you don't realize yeah. that at the time. You don't realize the impact you've had because they really it, value you and they think your word is golden right. So they say oh, things yeah. to you like, you should calm down, you should settle down. And you're yeah. like, oh, I thought I was good, you know. And then you, and right. then you kind of get, it affects you more than a surface level. And, and really oh, yeah, that, absolutely. Um, and to, to bring this like even closer to home, I felt that I was doing a great job with my children and that I was not projecting my own fears and my own wants onto my kids and my daughter is a very independent young lady. She's growing up to be, I'm just, I'm just proud of her every moment she, 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 she's alive. And she works a nine to five job 
and she handles her own bills. She's paying her stuff. She doesn't ask for much of anything. And I happened to tell her that one day, like, honey, I'm so proud that you're independent. You're handling your own stuff. You don't have to ask me and your mother for money. You got it. You're handling it. Great job, right? I'm thinking I'm just giving congratulations and kudos. Come to find out a couple weeks, maybe a month later, um, me and her had a conversation where she breaks down and starts crying and like it wasn't just because of something i had said but like she had some personal things going on in her life and she came to me and she was like daddy like i just i just don't know what to do like i have so much going on christmas is here i gotta buy you a gift mommy a gift my friends a gift my brother a gift like and she's just rattling off and i'm like honey whoa slow down first of all you can always ask me for help if you need money to help someone to buy a gift you can ask me for help. And she's like, well, you told, you just told me how proud you were of me, and I don't want to ask. And I'm like, I, I get what you're saying, but trust me. like, I, I want to just let you know that I'm proud of you, but you can always ask me for help. So I had to go back and – what's the word? I had to go back and just reaffirm or change kind of what I had told her. And like, look, you can still ask me for help. But long-winded answer to just simply say – Sometimes you don't even realize that you're projecting until that person comes to you and says, hey, this is what happened or this is the way I feel. So yeah. sometimes we don't yeah, even know. Yeah. And I'm sure my parents didn't know at the time that's what they were doing. No, no, exactly right. And, um, you know, it's, it's just how, how things turn out. Words are powerful. Words yeah. are powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's in, in the beginning, what do they say? In the beginning, there was the word. You know, that's it's. Yeah. It's the basis of all things and everything. So um, I think that, and we know that, you know, we've done a fair yeah. amount of speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our third podcasting and, and we did, mm-hmm. we all did our part at the weekend there, which was, which was, was um, fantastic. And we got some great results from it. But let's yeah. talk about the, mm-hmm. the, the actual writing process. Okay. Jay, I mean, mm-hmm. you wrote, and we'll, we'll draw, we'll, we'll go back to your book and then we'll, we'll come up to the present day Hunger for the Hustle book. But, your okay. book Legacy, a Scion series, which is a fantastic sci-fi book. Oh, I'll, I'll be honest, guys, I wasn't a big sci-fi kind of guy, but I read Jay's book and I really enjoyed it. Partly because I know Jay and I've ne- never met his family, but I know the names of um, his family and I know that the characters in there represented the members of his family. Yeah. And I think it was a really well-written book. You know, and I've said this before about the book, but it's true. To me, it works the same with stories, but the same with books. You know when it's good because it draws that picture in your head. You can see mm-hmm. it in your mind as you read yeah. it, and and your book certainly did that for me. But how long did that take you to write? You know, it's it's a what maybe two 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 hundred two and a half hundred page book, something like that. Yeah, it's uh, I want to say it's about two hundred and thirty six pages, I believe it is. And um, to answer your question, I believe it took me about two and a half years to write. Um, through the from the start okay. of conception yeah. to actually the publishing. Yeah, and that makes sense because mm-hmm. it's a detailed book, yeah. and there's parts in it that you've got to, oh, which it, you know, for all intents and purposes, it it must have made hunger for, for, hunger for the hustle feel like it was a walk in the park, because with <laughs> your book, of course, you read the whole thing to start right. with, yeah. and but then there was. You know, you've got to make sure this bit works so that bit yeah. works because mm-hmm. here's the start of the narrative which ties into yeah. the middle and the end and there's a lot of moving parts with it. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it would be a whole different creative process. But yeah. were the parts that you got the what they call the writer's block along the way? 
mm-hmm. and like yeah did you get that with it with Legacy? uh yes i i did um in the beginning when i first was trying to write i kept thinking it had to be perfect um i would i was that kind of writer that would i would write a few paragraphs or a chapter and then i would go back and read it and try to change what i thought was imperfections and then uh, I listened to a speech from Stephen King where he's telling the crowds like, hey, the first time you write a novel or excuse me, the first time you write your draft, you're telling the story to yourself. Every time you go back and edit it, you're polishing it, making it better and better and better to tell it to other people. And once I heard that, I didn't really experience much writer's block after that, because at that point, I would often just let the words flow out. And then I would clean everything up in the editing process. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are days where it's a challenge to figure out what my mind is trying to say to put on the paper. But as far as not having ideas, I'm, I'm fortunate and I'm blessed that I get ideas and stuff all the time. So it was just a constant flowing process throughout them two years. Because a lot of people talk about this. And I know I got this with the Hunger for the Hustle chapter. I got mm-hmm. to a point where I was like... What, like what I'm actually, I think they, I think they call, they call it writer's block. People also right. call it, ah, um, oh, what do they call it? Uh, imposter syndrome. You know, and you're like, yeah. am I good enough for this? Should I actually be doing this? Like, is this, is this yeah. real? Is this me? Like, what? Almost yeah. like, what right do I have to put out this this story into the world? And and also, mm-hmm. like, the pressure yeah. of, is it? And I felt that with hunger for the hustle because I knew, of, of course, creating it, how good the chapters were, and that mine had to be yeah. up to standard with those. And and like the pressure of like, is it good, good enough? Are people actually going to want to read it? Are they actually going to like it? Well, but I can I, guess, I can, t- I can tell you, you now, bro. You must have got that with with. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, imposter syndrome is real, and I don't care what level of success you reach for yourself you're always going to have it. There's always going to be this voice for some reason in the back of our minds that just makes us feel like we're not there yet. Like, I I don't know whether that's a part of the driving factor or what it is. And I've spoken to authors who have five, eight, 20 books, and they're still at a point where they're just like, I'm never going to be at that point. And I'm like, you got 20 books. How could you say you're not at that point? But... It's just, I think it's just one of those things that it's just always there. It's for some reason we have this negative voices in our minds. It's just humans that we just, we have to learn how to be, just to be able to tell that voice. Like, you know what? Sit down. I got this right now. I'll I'll talk to you later. Right now I got to work. So it's just a part of the process, I guess. But I feel you. Yeah. Well, I think a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of the reason those negative voices are there because they come from our our caveman types when they were there to protect us. You yeah, know, it was like I can agree watch with out for this thing, be careful mm-hmm. of that thing because it's going to kill yeah. you. That thing can mm-hmm. eat you, or yeah. you know, you could you could you could have an accident here and you and you mm-hmm. and you're dead. But in the modern day, yeah. those things really don't serve us that well anymore. So um, you have an awful lot of these negative thoughts that don't serve you at all. I actually think, though, in a, in a funny mm-hmm. sort of way, and, and yeah. I mean, I got someone to help me with my chapter, and we'll get onto that in a bit. It got to the point okay. where I needed, mm-hmm. I needed some help. And yeah. I think that it serves you in a way, though, doesn't it? Even you say you speak to people who have done 20 books, and they've still mm-hmm. got that hunger. They've still got that yeah. curiosity. They've still got that 
slight anxiety or, or worry, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. that it might not be quite good enough. But that keeps you in the game, that keeps you in the arena, and it oh, keeps yeah, you absolutely. hard to make sure that you're producing the best work you can. Instead of getting, I guess the opposite of that is becoming complacent and being like, it doesn't matter what I write, it's going to be great, everyone's going to love it, and that's a danger zone. Oh yeah, I, I agree completely. If you're at a point where there isn't some level of fear or anxiety or nervousness, then you probably shouldn't be doing this anymore. And that's just my personal take. Um, I mean, I can't speak for authors like Stephen King or um, Stephanie Myers, but there has to be a point where we get to that we can just I would I say contain those voices and be able to manage them, but they're still there. I, I, I don't never want to be in a place where those voices or those feelings aren't there because as you said, I would be complacent at that point and I don't think I ever want to be that way. Mm, yeah, complacency doesn't serve anyone. I got no. stuck in that for a for a while there, but mm. and and the process for you said hunger for the hustle, you, you pulled it out straight away. It was already in the locker, you know, yeah. it was something that did you say sorry? You discussed as as a result. We definitely talked about that before. You know, mm-hmm. I remember the first show we did. We talked yeah. about your military career, mm-hmm. um, and then we talked about you know you the fact that you got into an, an office working in um, you know a cubicle, yeah. and it was just literally grinding you down every day. Mm-hmm. So you pulled that out pretty evidently. For me, it wasn't that quite quite that black and white. Mm-hmm. I knew. I knew I wanted to write about a journey and a story, but I wasn't okay. quite sure what that journey and story was going to be. And yeah. then I was like, well, it should be, you know, the, the what has been the biggest challenge in my life thus far mm-hmm. um, yeah. that I'm probably happy to talk about, <laughs> it, well, which was moving to Australia, you know, yeah. and figuring out that I wanted to be, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to not work, work for someone else. And achieve my own. So, so let me ask: When you were writing your chapter, do you? Well, first of all, let me ask: Have you ever heard the term "panther and plotter"? No. Okay. So, in writing in writing terms, um, if you're a plotter, that usually means that you outline, and then you usually follow your outline pretty rigorously, right? And if you're a panther, you kind of just start writing and let the story unfold. I tend to be a combination of both. Like I tend to outline my stuff and then I just let the story go where it's going to go. Um, when you were writing yours, do you figure, do you feel like you would have been better doing more of an outline or just going with the flow? Cause I know you outline. were saying that how you oh, had yeah. an idea. Yeah, no, no, sorry. Go on, go on. I think there's a little bit of a delay between us. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just let it, let it be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just asking, um, do you feel that you were better outlining or just going with the flow of where you thought the pro- the story was going to go? I think I did both and then I mm. went with the outlining because yeah. my story tells of how I got to Australia and the mm-hmm. the realization of don't want to work for someone else, how am I going to yeah. figure out doing my own thing? Mhm and how that all played out. But then drawing parallels with my great uncle Bud Russell oh. who got to Australia 85 years to the day almost before me uh-huh. uh, to the MT, you know, to 
Melbourne. He came in on the boat, took him three months. I came in on the plane, took me 20, 20 to 23 hours. Yeah. And he was an entrepreneur. He was a hustler. He okay. started his own golfing brand and used to make his own golf clubs and was way ahead of his peers at the time and, and was a very successful man. They, they lined the streets when, when he passed in 1997. I was speaking to someone wow. um, who knew him very well. But so in that, I, I guess mm. inherently through what this topic of the story was, I wasn't yeah. the prancer, I was the, uh, what was the other one? The plotter. Plotter. The plotter. Yeah. yeah, plotter. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I knew, I was like, okay, so we're gonna start with Bud's story, with him arriving. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to pull into my story. Then we're going to pull back into his, yeah. and then mine, and then mm-hmm. I think draw par- and then I drew parallels between, and okay. then I closed out with my story. And of course, which which everyone kind of did that that last bit was mm-hmm. that's been my story. Now here's what I have to teach you, and so you know you don't don't make the same mistakes I went I made, or here's yeah. the value that I found in that journey. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think there was definitely. It was definitely more of an outline thing to me, than, um, and it was important to do it in that way. But I got halfway through, mm-hmm. I would say, well, and, he, and I was, I'd been very, it took, it took you two years to write that book. It took two years right. to get this one out as well, almost to the day, to be, yeah. to, almost to the day, it took two years. Now, there was a few reasons for that, and it'd be cool to go into them here, actually. Mm-hmm. One of them was, there was originally 35 people involved. We got down uh-huh. to 28. It was just a lot of work trying to mm-hmm. get... I mean, imagine trying to get 28 people to... Uh, th- this is a good analogy, right? Imagine right. you've got a big family event and you've got 28 mm-hmm. people and you just want to get them in a photo. You know, everyone watching knows how long, how bloody hard that <laughs> takes sometimes, right? Just to get everyone in the position, right. photo taken, and then you've got mm-hmm. to get a good photo. No one with the eyes shut, yeah. no one with the mouth half, o- half open. You mm-hmm. know, everyone... Fa- it's hard work. Now, imagine trying to get 28 people that aren't even in the same room, that aren't even on the same continent, that definitely aren't in the same time zone to oh, to man. get to do the same thing. So that was a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, yeah. Yeah, go, go. No, I was just going to say that um, it, it's funny because um, we were sharing a text chain through this whole process. And a lot of times I would be silent because I have a habit now of... I like to listen more than I speak. So normally you and um, several other people who are part of the project would lay out what we needed to do as the authors and the contributors to this project. Right. And I would read that and then I would just sit back and watch the different conversations that either one be about what you just said or two had nothing to do with anything that pertained to this particular subject. And I was just like, wow. Bless Jake, <laughs> bless him with the patience and the courage to ca- to herd all these cats. Because, dude, I had <laughs> it was it wasn't funny, but it was funny just to sit back and just watch the whole process. It, it really was. <laughs> it was funny. It yeah. was funny. You put some things in the group, and I, I, you know, I'm sure some of the guys will watch this. I love you all, but yeah. mm-hmm. you put a question in the group, and yeah. people just come up with like, like you know, um, like, hey, has everyone shared this? And then someone's just like. Oh, happy, you know, happy Tuesday, everyone. <laughs> rah, 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 which is great, but no right, one's yeah. answered my question. No one's mm-hmm. answered my question. And I still don't know yeah. if anyone's shared it all. Yeah. But, so there was a lot of that. And and, mm-hmm. and there was, um, you know, patience definitely improved yeah. my, my, mm-hmm. my, it, was, it, it grew, grew my emotional ingredients yeah. throughout this process, which has been fantastic. Patience, leadership, 
yeah. understanding, co- collaboration, mm-hmm. um, compassion, empathy. You know, there's a whole, you know, and, and different varyings, compassion and empathy, because everyone, there was a whole wide age, age range in mm-hmm. that group of authors. Yeah. There was like me, I think was probably, no, I wasn't the lowest because Jade, my sister's younger than me. She's like okay. 30, 30, just 30, yeah, just 30, 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and then there's like me, then right up to, you know, uh, Dr. David Spencer, who's up in his 70s up there. You know, yeah. I think he'd be, Wow. Sorry, Dave, but I think you're our oldest. See, I was thinking that he was like in his 50s. He's 70? Wow, he looks oh, good. Okay. Shoot. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I, I hope oh. he. Uh, <laughs> no, he must be. He was born in the 60s. He was born in the 60s. So if you were yeah. born in the 60s, you, would you be. If you're born in the 60s, 40, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's so about 70, yeah. He's getting close. He's getting yeah. close. He's getting close. Yeah. So. Uh, the different very what I'm getting at is different variations right. of technical mm-hmm. ability within that. Right. So sometimes the things that I was asking people to, do, hey guys, get this link, share this, share this, share this. To me, it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's like just it's it's child's play to anyone else. Yeah, they would actually struggle with what I was asking them to do. Yeah, know? of course. Didn't uh, matter how many times I said, mm-hmm. hey guys, if you've got any questions or if you need any help, just ask me. Some well, people th- knew how much I had going on and didn't. So, well, I think that's the um, the. I'm trying to think of a pr- appropriate word here. Uh, I think that is the greatness of how you all were leading this particular group, because there were so many diverse people, and not we're not just talking about race. Like just like how you were just saying, you had different ages, different genders, different backgrounds, different cultures, different time zones. Like there are so many different factors. You guys were juggling. 20 million different kinds of issues in the air but every time a problem was arose or something would happen you guys would be able to um solve it with to my my um viewpoint very minimal issues that makes sense i think so i think we managed it pretty well you know i think we managed it pretty well and i think that um I think I think your dog's about to eat the postman, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you guys couldn't hear that, but no. no um, you, you, you the can mis- only hear it a little bit. You can only hear it a little bit, so it's good. My my apologies, to everyone. My wife just walked outside. She's probably going somewhere, and the dogs followed her, and it's a whole thing. So it's, yeah, it's, they'll it's, settle down in a second or two. Mayhem. We've got there's a postman without an arm in Tennessee today. I can tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you um, can only hear it a little bit, so it's all good. Yeah. I'm sure the folks can. It shows, you know, it shows we're live yeah. and it's raw and it's authentic. Yeah. Um, I'm used to it. I've done that many of these now. Funny things always happen. But yeah. getting back to what we were talking about there, I think that, mm-hmm. yeah, thanks, man. I think we managed it yeah. fairly well, Get all, all being given. I yeah. managed to, you know, I'm a pretty cool, pretty calm, collected guy, but I, mm-hmm. I was like, I actually did some journaling this morning. On that point, yeah. fantastic new journal I've got called The Six Minute Diary. Um, you oh, do three minutes okay. in the morning, three minutes uh-huh. in the evening. I'll send you a link afterwards, but anyone else check oh, it yeah. out. It's cool. mm-hmm. Create your best self, the six-minute diary. I'll actually drop it in the in the comments later, but um, I was writing this morning. I was like, mm-hmm. I did really well. I kept my cool throughout this whole thing. Didn't lose my shit with anyone. And I was like, <laughs> you know, because you could have, you could have. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't, you don't <laughs> you stay on track. Yeah, you don't, yeah. and you stay on track. And um, and we got the results, you know. We got the yeah. results. We achieved well, the goal. I mean, I mean to be we, fair, we anytime got... you're working in a group, particularly a large group, you're going to have different temperaments, 
and some people, I'm not going to say you don't get along, but you're going to have different ways of doing things. And you just got to learn how to roll with the punches, right? But as you said, at the end of the day, the product is out. Things got done. And it's a number one international bestseller, baby. Yay. Uh, hey, right? hey, look who we got here. We got jo- Joanna Claire here. Good morning. Hey, so Joanna. Joanna. Another What's up, co-author Joanna? in the book. Good Joanna, morning. Hope you're good. Hope you're good. Hope you're good. Yeah. Um, let us know. Let us know how you're feeling, Joanna. I know you got jo- Joanna. I think I believe mm-hmm. was love it, love you too, girl. I, th- yeah. I believe that Joanna got double. She was in two books this week and got yeah. Two books got released and was bestseller in both of them. Mm-hmm. Wow! Congratulations, really Joanna. Man, mm-hmm. kicking goals. Yeah. So I think that, mm-hmm. but the, I mean, there's another part. There's another part which I dialed into in the live a bit, but it's yeah. really important. And you mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, we're, we're always, um, we're always so honest and open about it on this. In fact, yeah. we did a mental health special, like yeah. mm-hmm. Jan, March last year. It was year yeah. before, maybe I don't know. I can't remember when, but we did one. And right. the other part of why it took so long was because about midway through the project, I sunk mm-hmm. into a deep, dark depression, and it was really mm-hmm. difficult. And I life became like just treading. Every day was like treading mm-hmm. in the mud, and yeah. I just I lost passion and I lost drive and motivation for mm-hmm. all my projects, to be honest. And right. it was horrible because, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't. I just came to the decision the sensible decision that what I needed to focus on was getting my health right first. Once yeah. I got that right, then I could lend my time to projects and, and indeed mm-hmm. people, you know, and yeah. it took a while, it took a good while and a good trip around the world to sort that out. And I did mm-hmm. in the end, I got there and, yeah. and you know what? I'm really grateful that it all happened because I'm so much more better equipped now for life and so much stronger mm-hmm. for going through it, you know, and you had like, it, it's cheesy, but they say it, it's true. You have to go through it to grow through it. I think it, that features it in that in the book yeah. somewhere. But um, mm-hmm. it's it's not a nice thing. Depression. It's it's um, it's scary. It's lonely and it's horrible. I had the right people around me to help help me. And in fact, love to you, brother. You were one of them people, oh. as well as you know my family and my friends. But yeah. um, that was part of quite honestly what a big reason why the book took so long to get out mm-hmm. because I just. And I actually, I remember getting to about three or four months of being like that, maybe even longer, and, yeah. and just messaging everyone. I think I put I put a, mm-hmm. a video in the group, and I was like, "Hi everyone, just honest from me here. This is what's mm-hmm. been going on, and this is why it's right. taken so long." And mm-hmm. and it's really, it's funny because you get stuck behind that mask of fear mm-hmm. that like I don't want to tell people how what how I'm feeling. Right. I don't want to tell people why this is taking so long. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the second you do. Mm-hmm. Everyone is, of course, you know, kind, compassionate, and understanding to you. Yeah. And you're like, well, that was a big part of, you know, what was making me worried and stressed, and mm. it was building the anxiety, which combines it with, yeah. the, you know, the feeling of depression. And I didn't really need to feel like that. So mm-hmm. I think that my message in that is like, if you are feeling like that, just voice it to those around you because you'll, you probably will be surprised how many other people have felt the same at some point. And it is true what they say: a problem shared is a problem halved. So I think it's important to speak up about them things. We're always both, you know, always good uh, and, and to open up about that and to um, inspire other people to do the same. So I think that um, that is a big part of why it took so long. Oh, um, 
Yeah, as you said, um, we had an episode out. Um, you invited me to talk about um, depression and some things I had went through when I was working in the corporate world. Because like you, I went through a spiral of depression where, in fact, I was actually contemplating just killing myself. Um, just because I wasn't happy. I wasn't doing what I felt I was called to do. Um, and similar to you, I had to reach out to people that were around me that I felt loved me. And luckily, they just took me with open arms and was like, hey, we're going to get through this. We're going to figure out how to get you to a place where you need and want to be. Um, but again, to piggyback on what you're saying, yeah, anybody who's feeling like you're just in a place where you don't want to be, start talking to those people around you that you feel comfortable and safe around. And if you don't have anybody like that, there are a plethora of hotlines to call. There are websites. There are resources available to you. Um, but I'm more than positive. You would be surprised that if you reach out to the people that you feel comfortable and safe with, even a coworker for that matter, they will reciprocate nine times out of 10. Um, just the love and positivity that you're probably needing and looking for. Um, depression is a very stigmatic thing that we don't talk about because, oh, that person has it. Uh, there's all kind of crazy things and thoughts that people have around it. But um, reach out and talk to people. Um, that's the, the bottom line. Um, if you just reach out and talk to people, you will find that I'm not saying that will get rid of the problem. I'm not saying that'll be an easy fix or a solution. But that'll definitely be one of the first step that you need to take to get into a better spot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And all for that and well said. And I think just just voicing it, just getting it from here, out yeah. through here. Mm -hmm. Oh, so much so 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 yeah. much better. So much mm -hmm. more relieving and and also I think for me it's it's often removing yourself out of the environment you're in. You know, yeah. the environment can be a big mm -hmm. thing. Can be yeah. a big thing. But yeah, so I got the block, you know, and, mm -hmm. I, and in that time I started seeing a new therapist that was recommended mm -hmm. to me and she was yeah. fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, her name, I don't know, I can share it and anyone, you, you can you can Google search this lady, she's very well known and is actually a, gr a great author as well. Her name's Emiliana Silverstreet. She's a fantastic um, a therapist and has helped to, to better myself and, and work through some of these, these things that were just being a pain in the ass in my life yeah. and, and stopping me being myself essentially uh, and and actually Emiliana helped me with my chapter in the end she was, she was like yeah. so you know I was like one of the things is I can't okay. I could yeah how mad's that my therapist helped me with my chapter it's not what they you're really working <laughs> with them to do but I mean that's what I thought was really cool that right. she was just like okay well that's that's you're struggling with that well I've wrote a couple of good books so let's yeah. you send it to me and we'll workshop yeah. it together and and it wasn't actually that that much of it needed changing. It was just yeah. that I just knew I wasn't happy with it, and there were parts of it that mm. needed to be taken flushed out, out right? Flush, flush. Some needed flushed out, and some needed yeah. fleshed out. I think that's is a oh. good way to put it. So, I like and yeah, I like that. It's, it's good that you, yeah. the things you come up with. Oh, and, and anybody out there, like, please, like, if you feel you need a therapist, get a therapist. Even if you don't feel like you need a therapist, get a therapist. Trust me, it works wonders. And if you find yourself getting a therapist that you don't connect with, get a different therapist. Don't just stop going. Get a different therapist. It's like any other relationship. Like the first one you get might not work out the best. Get another one or That's seek true. another one. Yeah, it's like going to the shop, getting some clothes off the rack and going to the changing rooms. You try a right. few different ones, right? You don't just go with exactly. the first one. 
and even mm-hmm. if it doesn't fit if it doesn't fit well you don't buy it, you don't pay for it you don't take it out of the shop you you try Absolutely. a few different things until you get the right fit and i think that's important mm-hmm. yeah i've had a few yeah. i've actually been quite lucky all the therapists i've had i've I've yeah. connected with in the first instance and, and mm-hmm. seen them for a couple of years but yeah. for me now it's just it's just part of being a healthy adult it's just a, a part an ingredient yeah. to my life that keeps me mm-hmm. um healthy and and someone having someone who's external who's away from all your yeah. family away mm-hmm. from all your friends away mm-hmm. from all your business projects yeah yeah and, and, and in part yeah. offload on so valuable impartial voice to just talk to and get feedback from it's, it's invaluable by far. Excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So we got past the, we got past the, the writing bit. We got our chapters in and, and I was, I'll be, I'll be honest and say I was one of the last ones to get my chapter in there. I know that's the truth. <laughs> Apart from them people who came to me and, and mm. I know, I know Jay won't mind me saying this. You might even watch mm. this at a later point. Um, Jay came to me, uh, mm. my sister and said to me, and, and, and fair play to her for saying it, but this was like a week or a week and a half before we were due to be publishing. And she was like, look, I'm not happy with my chapter. And I was like, I knew you weren't. I knew she wasn't because yeah. she just wasn't being super responsive in, in, in my communications about things. And I could see she uh-huh. wasn't enthused. And I was about uh... to ask, I was about to say, hey, what's going on? Like, are you not happy with something? And, and she goes, yeah. ha- and she just, she must have sensed it may tell it, you know, you have this. Mm-hmm. It's almost tele- yeah. telepathic connection with the people that are close to you. Your spirit is yeah. kindred with them, and mm-hmm. she and and she said, "Hey, I'm not happy with my chapter." And I was like, "Oh, and yeah. she was like, can we work on it?" I was like, "Of course, mm-hmm. if we need to rewrite the whole thing, we can do it." You know, yeah. she she sent me her original one in an email because she had worked with yeah. um, an editor on it, and she just it wasn't that the editor ha- editor hadn't done a fantastic job; they had, yeah. but it just didn't sound like Jade. It didn't feel like Jade. Yeah. It wasn't authentic. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we workshopped it she sent me it I sent it back she sent it me and then we had a few long zooms where we mm. were like okay went through it and and um, it was a it was a fantastic chapter you know so it was late coming in but yeah. of course you know the actual let's get into the actual brass tacks of like how did you mm-hmm. write yours Jay did you write it in a notepad and then take them notes onto some kind of word processor on a computer or did you write it all on a word processor how did it look for you Oh, I do a combination of different things. <laughs> so um, in a perfect sit down, I would just be able to sit down at my desk and just start writing. However, um, ideas come to me all the time. I'm very fortunate that way. So I get my phone out and I just take notes on my phone. And then when I can get back to my desk, I just transfer it to my desk. But yeah, the ideas come from everywhere. When I'm standing at line at a grocery store or wherever I'm at, if ideas come to me, I write them down right there. Any pastime, um, sometimes when I'm watching TV, something will come to me and I'll just start writing. Um, it's a habit that I've gotten. Not all my ideas make it to the final product, of course, but I'd rather write my ideas down to have something to draw from later versus just letting those ideas just go off into the wind and disappear forever. So. That tends to be my mm. my mindset. That's great. I like that. And I mean, that probably aligns more. I was going to say that might aligns more with writing non-fiction. But actually in yeah. voicing that, I don't think that's true because, you know, ideas can come to us at any time. So I think why yeah. I say that in the, in the respect of non-fiction because, yeah. you know, you can see something happen 
like while you're at the supermarket and you'd yeah. be like, oh, imagine if I tied that weird or crazy thing or event I've just yeah. seen or that quirk from this person mm-hmm. at the counter into this character in the book. You know, anything mm-hmm. can inspire you in that way. But I know what a lot of people do is when they get their ideas, they record it on a voice note, you know, on their phone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of, um, well, all phones now, you can record in voice and it dictates it for you to text. Yeah. I, I keep saw, um, me- I keep meaning to try that feature because like for a long time I didn't want to do the voicemail because that means I would have to listen to it and then type versus me typing it in my phone and then just sending it and copying and pasting it where I needed to be in my document. But um, voice to text, I need to personally start doing that more often because I think that might be a handy way of doing things or at least a quicker way of doing things. What do you use? Do you use iPhone or Android? Yeah, I have an iPhone. Yeah, so it's built into iPhone. It's just it's in the voice yeah. mode section. You select mm-hmm. a certain thing when you record the voice note, and it literally writes yeah. it out and saves both for you. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a really, yeah. um, it's, especially if you're driving. You know, if you're driving, you're like, yeah. oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good tip, actually, yeah. for anyone watching mm-hmm. this. Like, if you, yeah. you know, not even if you're writing a book, if you're writing for any anything, any reason. Yeah, get, I've heard song out while yeah. it comes to you and just record it and dick it. Dic- yes. it's like a dictation dictation device yeah yeah pretty yeah a dictation device um songwriters do it like lyrics will come to them i've heard of them doing similar things um people ideas for like meetings of stuff they want to talk about it's just a good way to just remind yourself about an idea you had later on because you're right in what you say some of those things are fleeting and they come mm-hmm. and they go you know they come and they yeah. and you're like and then you, you can't remember it later. You're like, ah, oh, that was yeah. such a good idea. Now it's gone. <laughs> well, I, so, well, I, well, I do. Well, I do admit though is that um, so for me, I don't write an idea when I first have it. So I tend to write ideas about the third or fourth time I've thought about it again, because by that point I'm like, okay, that must be a good idea if I keep having it, right? Mm. Or at least yeah. that's my process. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm just not... See, that my process would have to be get it on the first time because it's probably not going to come around again. You know, just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get it, get it while you can. Get it while you can while the price is right. Oh, it's gone. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I yeah. guess that's just a result of having yeah. 100 things going on at once uh-huh. and uh, sometimes quite a noisy mm-hmm. mind. But I think... Right. Um, yeah, I think that could be a great way to write. But, you know, of course, then you... Yeah, you, then you get it down onto what, like I was using, and this was the thing, we're getting to formatting, yeah. because I know we briefly talked about this before, formatting. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Let me tell, if you're watching this right now, and you're working on a book, then you'll mm. already know, or if you've already published one, sorry, you already know. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like, formatting and self-publishing mm-hmm. and getting it up onto yeah. KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, Amazon's publishing yeah. format. Mm-hmm. is a headache just getting it yeah. so it can read perfectly on word when you have it here yeah um but when you when you upload it to amazon it starts looking real wonky and then you get it right on the phone and it looks yeah. wonky on the tablet and then you get it right on the tablet it looks wonky on the phone and doesn't look right on yeah. kindle it's a headache man it's a real headache um yeah. you, um, you got to just like have patience for that YouTube was a university for me. It taught me like everything I needed to know about formatting. I, I'm still not perfect. I still have questions. Um, luckily, a lot of my documents are saved in the format that they need to be in. But if you were to ask me to do it again, 
I'd, I'd have to take a refresher course. <laughs> I think that's the problem. Um, but um, Amazon, uh, to their credit, they do have a lot of tutorials on their website that you can use with them. Um, everybody's learning curve is a little bit differently. I've, I found their tutorials useful, helpful. Um, there were some other websites that I won't name that I had my, my book is uploaded through them. They're not as fr- they're not as user friendly. Let's just let's just keep it at that. So yeah. yeah, by far. But for a lot of um, but for a lot of people out there, um, there are services you can go to where the that company will format the book for you. Um, you can trust them. You can use them. I didn't for my first book. I'm debating about doing it for my second book. I have to come back on and let you guys know how that went. So yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in a minute. Hey, we got our friend Pratiba here over here from Char Together. Hey, Pratiba, hey, what up? Good to have you here. Hope you're well. Um, thanks for watching. Mm-hmm. So, so that, so that you know, there we had it. It was a wrap. We got it into, we got it onto Kindle. We got past all that, and it's out there now, guys. You know, you can, you can, yeah. you can buy this damn thing. And if you haven't bought it yet, right. why haven't you bought it? Give us your address. We come around your house to knock your door off. Right. Exactly. Uh, Kick that bad boy in. I'm looking for some links, but uh, I like that. Me, so <laughs> let me, um, I will find. I will which, which, funny find enough, um, a lot, a lot of challenges tend to keep people from doing what they want to do, or at least they feel like it does, right? And I was on TikTok, and this lady made a video about her trying to um, repurpose an old dresser. And in the audio, she's telling the story about how she would go and talk to her mother, and her mother would tell her, honey, everything's figure outable. I didn't know how to do a thing, but everything is figure outable. And ever since I heard that, I was like, everything is figure outable. I just got to be patient. I can figure it out. It's figure outable. So that's just, that's just one of my new mantras nowadays. Figure outable. Figure outable. Yeah, it's good. It's a word. It kind of sticks as well. Kind of rolls off the tongue there. Yeah. I've just put a little link here in the in the in the comments, everybody, so you can see that. If you, I'm even going to get cleverer than that and try and try and show people what it. No, can I do that? Yes, I can do that. This is what it looks like, everyone. You're going to go to Amazon. Whatever country you're in, this is what the book's going to look like. Jay, can we see that? Can you see that? Yes, we can. Yes, we oh, can. That's a, oh, it's a pretty it's looking book. Look. I told you StreamYard had got better, bro. Oh, I told man. you StreamYard has got better. This is it. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've already purchased it. Yeah, just don't don't think yeah. just because I made and published this book, guys, I didn't purchase one myself. Of course I did. <laughs> it's already got six reviews. It's been up there, not even 24 hours. You know, you can have a little sneak preview here. This will show you the first few pages. Mm-hmm. You can buy it for two, still two ninety nine. You're going to go into Kindle and buy it. Um, now, everyone's been asking, oh, do I need Kindle to actually buy the book? Do I actually need a, a, a Kindle device? No, you don't. If you click that here, mm-hmm. then what that's going to do is it's going to take you through, take your $2.99, £2.5, whatever, whatever country you're in. And then it's going to ask you to download the Kindle app so you can read it on any book, any, sorry, any, any phone, any tablet, any computer, anything. And yeah, if you have Amazon Prime or if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can even get it for free. You can even get it for free. So yeah. it won't cost you anything. So that is the book, guys. And make sure when you do read it and if you do so like it 
give it a review. And also notice this, we've got me in there, we've got Michael Bridgman, who's an absolute legend, who came up with the idea for the book to start with, and I said to him, no, and he said, come on, let's do it. And I said, okay, <laughs> let's do it. But we've got, the, we got, we got Les Brown in here, look. Right? Les Brown, who right. wrote the foreword, who's, who's a feature in many books, You've Got to Be Hungry, mm. it's a fantastic book of his. I'm not sure he wrote these books. I think that might be a list of different Les Brown. I didn't know yeah. Les Brown had been writing about Second World War frigates. Doesn't seem like it would be his thing. But, um, you know, yeah. Les Brown, the motivation legend. Les Brown, the man who is, in fact, mm. why me and Jay know each other and why right. we even came to be friends and yeah. brought a lot of us together, right? So I think that... Yeah, big shout out to Les Brown, and, and he wrote the foreword for the book along with John Tallarico. But just, 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 just then, you know, guys, you know, you should buy your copy, and, and don't forget that the book also supports a. In fact, no, I'll, I'll get into that. Yeah, the book, the book supports a charity called Beanie's Ark, which is very close to mine, heart for uh, a number, a number of reasons. To be honest, one of them being that it helps small children who have a rare form of childhood cancer that they really don't know how to treat. And the um, proceeds from this book will go towards that charity to help them treat little kids better who really unfortunately have that rare form of cancer. But so also it's an investment in yourself because there's stories in there that genuinely help you. It's the kind of book with so many different chapters that you're just going to want to pick up and read one here, read one there, fly into this, fly into that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's going to help you. It's going to help, um, quite frankly and honestly, it's going to help everyone who took part in the book because... It helps you to read their story, and there's all ways that you can contact each author inside the book as yeah. well, or via the website, which will link mm -hmm. you to the Facebook group, which gives you direct access to the authors, uh, and you supporting that charity in buying it, and also via buying the book. This is the cool thing about this. This is why it says volume one, because there's going to be a whole series of these books. Yeah. You exclusively get chance by buying the book, and I don't know anyone else that's done this, exclusively get chance by buying the book to feature in a future volume only if you buy the book you know we actually ask you to send a picture of yourself with the book etc um so i think that's pretty different pretty special and in in buying something for three dollars to get that much value is is awesome and and we're only just getting started you know we've got that's the ebook version we've got the the real the real book uh, the the what you got the physical <laughs> the physical real paper you know like book version one ah uh, you get that kind of thing going on with the yeah. book and then and then the audio book coming in, in the new year so we're only just getting started i like to think of this as like a three-stage rocket jay is how i like to think yeah. of it i i just I, I love it for the simple fact that i know years from now decades from now i'll be able to tell my grandkids you know i was back in the i was i was a part of book one i had i was in the first book i was there at the start baby and that, that's how I'm going to sound. So, yeah. It's really, it's true. It's true. It's so true. And it's really cool because I was saying this to my, my sister, Jade, yesterday. Yeah. I was saying, like, you know, she wrote a chapter about being a mother for the first time. And, and that yeah. came when it, in COVID. So she literally mm -hmm. just had a little boy, started yeah. getting into the motherhood groups and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that all got ripped from under her feet because COVID came. So really mm -hmm. challenging for her, yeah. of course. And, um, you know, I was saying, how cool is it going to be? For, for for the little man to read that story one day and yeah. you know for his kids to read it and their kids oh, to read it you know, it's yeah. out there forever and it's be like dope. oh and, and, and for mm -hmm. his uncle to be in it and his grandmother yeah. to be in it it's mm -hmm. like it's, it's really special it's really cool and I think that um, 
you know, we it's part of our legacy is yeah. is what we create and put out and be creative in in any way that anyone's creative, whether that be music, whether it be dancing, singing, yeah. movie, film, mm-hmm. writing, publishing books, news. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll skip the news one. News is a bit more, <laughs> you know the rest yeah. of this. You know, it, it's it's what you put out into the world, particularly if it ends up on this, the internet. It's there yeah. forever. You know, it's it's literally there forever. Well, do you know how I feel about legacy? So I'm all about yeah. passing something on to the next generation, after generation, after generation, particularly something tangible. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like passing morals down and stuff like that, but just something that your kids can give their kids can give their kids is just to me that's that's priceless, and and that's what family, in my opinion, one of the things they should be about. I agree. And on that note, just in a timely manner, mm-hmm. I've just dropped a link to Jay's book, which was released oh, well, in thank August you, 2020, Appreciate that. Legacy, a Scion series. Mm-hmm. It's a great book. It's a great book, whether you like, do you know, it's a good book, of course, if you like sci-fi. I think yeah. it's also a good book if you've never read, excuse me, if you've never read a sci-fi book before, I think Legacy is actually a really good place to start because it's, um, it's it's pretty it's pretty light hearted, right? It's not deep, yeah. dark. I mean, well, yeah. it gets a little bit dark towards the end, <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, you know, some stuff goes on, and you're like, are these people? Is everyone going to live? Is everyone <laughs> is everyone still with us here on this? No? But um, I think generally, it's 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 pretty like um, it's certainly more at the lighter end of things than it is the you know the real. It's it's an easy read, is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's I mean, I mean, there, there are some stories that I have in my digital realm on my laptop that are very adult and get very dark but for my first time out i wanted something my kids could read at the time that i was writing it i wanted something that that could be our legacy that we could keep giving and i just wanted to have a fun time like um i believe that the way to teach people is usually through parables i think that's the way a lot of people learn and i try my best to put great values in this book that are taught through different types of stories, lessons that the characters learn throughout the the story. And I just wanted something that everybody could read. I mean, clearly I have a demographic that I was going for, but I wanted to make sure that in the same vein, it, it could be something like Disney would throw on Disney Plus nowadays that it's good for the whole family. Like, yeah, they might have a target target audience, but the whole family could walk away and have something, a piece of that legacy. So that was that was my intent. I think you did it very well. You did it oh, very, you, very well, mate. So and I mean, let's 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 wrap up on that. We will we'll be yeah. seeing the second legacy anytime soon is there a time scale for that is that still in the works should i even be asking you that question live on the internet yes now that we're live on the internet yes <laughs> no um, yes you can just say i don't I decline decline to answer if you like so no it's okay you know jake um you and i have been bros ever since like uh we first started connecting and you you ask me a question i'll always answer it honestly so um the sequel to legacy is in the works I can't give details about it yet, but it is in the works. Um, the plan is is that it will be out, published out by mid, no later than mid-summer. That is the plan. So mm-hmm. you heard it here, folks. here, folks. I like it. And, and, and you'll be self-publishing again? 
That is correct. Um, just because I have nothing against people who like to traditional publish, but I, I like um, to be in control of my projects. And that is just something that I personally like. And so I'm going to self-publish again. And you like to also, no doubt, get all the profits right, because that's a big part of it. I, in doing this, yeah, in doing this project, success leaves clues, right? So what yeah. I did was I thought, who do I know that's in my network that has already written a book that's been reasonably successful? Yeah, you know. And uh, I spoke to one of my friends, Christine O'Connell, who's a mm -hmm. big radio DJ on yeah. Gold FM, used to be in the UK and was the biggest breakfast show host there, now he's in Australia, okay. great man, and gave me some great advice. He said to mm -hmm. me, um, he said, you know, well, I had a publisher, and he said, well, they don't, to be honest, in his experience, he said they don't yeah. always do the, the, the best job, and you can do it yourself now on social media, you know, yeah. for, okay, a lot of time, effort, and energy, mm -hmm. maybe yeah. graphic designer costs and stuff, but you can do it yourself mm -hmm. for essentially for free. So that's a lot of the ways that mm -hmm. you can, and of course the stuff that, and, and we'll get into that in a minute because I haven't done the physical side of the launch yet, but definitely mm -hmm. the digital side, you know, we got to bestseller. Essentially, mm -hmm. it was great because there was 28 times everything we were doing with 28 authors, but right. it was just po posting stories, mm -hmm. reels, um, literally like messages, texts, WhatsApps, yeah. everything in everywhere. You know, I, I was probably annoying people with the amount I was posting, but I had a goal and I wanted to achieve it and we did achieve it. So mm -hmm. that's like... I don't. I stopped caring about what people think about what I post a long time ago. You know, there's yeah, a yeah, absolutely. I'm not um, for a reason there. If you don't like it, <laughs> no, I, I agree. Like when it comes to marketing yourself, regardless if it's a book, your art, your songs, your projects, whatever it is, somebody's gonna have an opinion about it. Regardless, um, if you post once, that could annoy somebody. If you post ten times, that could annoy somebody. So do what you feel you need to do. I mean, as long as you're not hurting anybody intentionally yo post what you want to post so. mm, yeah i agree i think that the post should come with some kind of intention behind them and laying the narrative out of the story picking different parts out so although you're posting about the same thing and your all call to action mm -hmm. might be the same you know yeah. join the live launch join the event mm -hmm. career link yeah. by 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 the book Mm -hmm. but you're actually telling a different piece and part of the story each time, that's a good way mm -hmm. to do it because it keeps people intrigued and it mm -hmm. keeps people um, interested. So, but I don't think, you know, I honestly don't think where we are at nearly 2023 in the world that mm -hmm. people need big PR releases and big um, publishing publishing companies because yeah. they take all your profit. They end up taking most of, from pretty much all of your profit. Well, I, I think it boils down to what are your goals? Like you have to know what you're aiming for. Right. And if your goal is you want to keep all of your profits, you want to be in control of everything, then sure, self-publish or whatever your goal fits under that self-publishing umbrella. But if you don't mind traditional publishing, being in control of majority of what you do, what you write, how the book looks, because you don't want to market everything yourself, which funny enough, most traditional authors still have to market their own books then by all means, go to traditional publishing. Like, it just depends on what you want and what your goals are. Um, I, again, I'm not knocking traditional publishing. I have author friends who did traditional publishing. They are happily, that's what they want to do. Then that's great for them because that meets their goals. Me personally, I'm not about that life yet, yeah. should I say. Well, the, there was another thing for us that was, of course, there's a, the proceeds of this book. 
And I'll be yeah. blunt, completely honest. When I, we use the word proceeds because it can mean, you know, we yeah. don't use we didn't use the words all proceeds or all profit because right. we have to cover the cost of the book. You know, mm-hmm. we're not doing this yeah. to be at a loss. Yeah, you know, we're in pockets. Well, we're doing well, this. To well, fu- add well, funny to the, the world. Funny, and, funny and, enough, and support charity. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like funny enough, because on one on one of my posts when I was sharing about hunger for the hustle, um, at the bottom it says um, proceeds going towards the charity, right? Mm-hmm. And I had I got a message from a close friend of mine, and they're like, "Hey, um, what do you mean by that?" <laughs> and I had to tell, I was like, "Well, the we have to cover the cost of the book, so we can't right. say all proceeds are going towards the charity That's because good. we got to pay for the book." And they were That's like, exactly "Oh, okay." So yeah, we so thought I think about that. Me and Michael discussed that at length, and we were yeah. like, "Look, we've got to be careful how we word this right. because we want to be authentic, we want to be transparent, mm-hmm. and right. say to people, look, we mm-hmm. proceeds, you know, not all yeah. of them, a good mm-hmm. heavy slice of them, you know, we're making sure that the publishing's paid, we're making sure the people yeah. who helped us with the publishing and mm-hmm. and you know, PAs, graphic designers, and stuff like that are paid. Yeah, but we're covering the cost of the book. We're not doing it to make mm-hmm. ourselves poor." We're doing yeah. it genuinely to help others, and then, mm-hmm. you know, proceeds are going to the charity. So for that reason as well, we couldn't go with traditional publishing because we just end up with no, nothing left at the end of it to be able to give right. to the charity. So mm-hmm. there you go. So I think um, that's another reason why we didn't go traditional publishing. But you've gone to the next stage. We'll probably wrap mm-hmm. up in about about five minutes because I know okay. it's late for me, and, and mm-hmm. you've got the rest of your day to go. So <laughs> I think, you know, you got to that next bit where you've got physical book. Mm-hmm. And, and what did you find if there was like one thing that did the most for you in that give the most impact what was that um paying for someone to know how to design a cover that was definitely by far in my opinion the biggest impact i had about doing the physical portion of my book um I like to draw. I like to doodle. I have sketchbooks all around the house where I draw from time to time. But I would never say that I'm a book cover artist. I would never claim that. Um, I hired a company, um, Deranged Doctor Designs. Um, They are phenomenal to work with. This is a free plug. They didn't hire me, sponsor me to say this stuff. Um, They collab with you. They take what they take. You tell them what you want your cover to look like. They look at what the genre is. They amalgamate that all together. And then they throw you different ideas. And then you decide what you want your cover to look at, look like. And all the time I get how beautiful my cover is. And they say, don't judge a book by its cover, but people will judge you by your cover by far. I can tell you that. Um, it's just one of those things that I think that was my best takeaway from doing a physical book. It's just yeah. paying someone. Oh, it, yeah, and your your cover does look fantastic. It's got that. I like about yours. It's got that matte feel as well, which I like. Yeah. It, 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 it it oozes quality, you know, when you've got mm-hmm. that matte feel to it. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting the journey of how we found our book cover designer, and I totally agree with you. You know, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And Agreed. quite literally, people will judge a book by its cover. So yeah. I think in that, you have to make sure that you are doing it properly. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, of course you could do it yourself. And within yeah. Kindle Publishing, there's mm-hmm. just some stuff in the back end that they they kind of 
you can like make a cover on their site, which yeah. probably will kind of work if you're only doing a digital. But if you're yeah. doing like the actual mm -hmm. um, physical book, then you're gonna need um, a proper cover art design. Yeah. So, so I'm looking around because I'm looking for where is it? Um, there's some books, some journals that I had done as kind of like gag gifts to some political friends of mine mm. <laughs> and now I don't even know where they are they were right here on my desk and now <laughs> I don't and now I don't see them that's so weird sorry and now I just took up all this time because that's I can't we, even find it so no, that's good I was trying to find something over here to show the folks but yeah Oh, here we go. I got it. I actually got it. I got some yeah. what I was looking for. So let me... But how I came across our artwork designer, I had a gentleman who was doing... Uh -huh. I randomly met... I came across him on Instagram, and we started yeah. messaging Damon, Damon on Instagram. Yeah. Ended up doing some video work for me, and then we... He... he we were talking about the book. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'm bringing a book out. And he yeah. said, "Oh well, my 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 wife's actually a Grammy award-winning uh, music art cover winner. You know, she's won wow. Grammy awards for uh, yeah. So Luisa okay. Arango, who did our cover, yeah, mm -hmm. she's won Grammys for her her artwork on on albums mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So that is who did our cover, right. and um, did a, you know a fantastic yeah i mean i love like her. when you um you shit you were nice enough to share me with me the cover and mm. for media like it already first of all it fit into your brand that was the first thing yeah. and then secondly just the simplicity of it is still like it's just i love the cover like it's just maybe i should have her do my next one <laughs> yeah perhaps well she yeah. she genuinely does a great job right let's take so, yeah. a look at it right here just before we wrap yeah. up but you know, mm -hmm. this is it right here. That's that's the front page yeah. here, of course. Um, yeah. the, what you see on the right, that's the spine there. And then this is the back, which um, Michael was real keen to do this with everyone's pictures here. Yeah. I was actually not. I didn't think it was going to work. And I thought uh -huh. everyone's picture was inside the book anyway, so why did they need it on the back? But I'm mm. actually quite glad we did it because it turned out looking really good. Mm. And... I think there was there was actually plenty of room to do it, and this is why it's important to team with the professional designer guys because right. you you need people who know how to work the space, and it's mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's the use of that space and what they don't put in it. Right. You know, if, if I'd done this, this stuff would be all. I would be like, well, we've got empty space there. We should fill it and here and here and here. And why is there why is there empty? You know, but <laughs> right, she, exactly. She yeah. knew what she was doing, <laughs> and, and the and the key. You know, like yeah. there's mm -hmm. there's actually there's stuff going on here that you have to look at and go, okay, right. So yeah. the key represents the fact that the book is your key to mm -hmm. taking you through your own struggles to success. Yeah. You know, and there's keys within the book that are going to unlock things. For you yeah. to take you to a place that you otherwise we don't to by yourself. So, yeah, definitely team with definitely team with someone who has done it before, who knows what they're doing. 
yeah. you know, who can get the job done for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here he is, uh, right there, look, my man, Jay Reese. <laughs> I'm right and, there, love and, it. And everyone else, everyone else in the book, yeah. you know, Beady Man, Aaron Grider, Barry yeah. Overton, Beata, Imani, Fernanda, Eric, Denise, David, yeah. Chucky, Jay, Janet, Jay, Joanna, it goes on and on and on. I don't have to reel them off, do you know why? Because all of those some point are going to come on this show if they haven't been mm-hmm. on there already they will come back on yeah and like i said we're only just getting started we're only just getting started so thanks for coming on man i think we covered that well i think we gave some value there to anyone yeah. that wants to bring a book out the mm-hmm. writing process isn't easy you might come up yeah. against stops along the way but keep at it mm-hmm. keep at it if you believe in what you're doing and you believe it has a purpose and you're going in yeah. with a good intention just keep at it like anything there'll be plenty of things that try and stop you absolutely but you have to you have to persist and keep on with it and publishing by all yeah. means publish yourself or, or team up with someone if you think you've got the budget and yeah. that you um, are willing to give some of that profit away to perhaps mm-hmm. make it more successful and then I also think that um, I've been mean, I think a takeaway do you reckon Jay has been mm-hmm. surround yourself with the right people and work with the right people yeah, in every aspect of life, um, as I personally would love to be my own island, but the fact of the matter is none of us are islands. We need people. We need teams, and you got to be able to collaborate with people to get certain tasks done, to reach certain goals, whether we like it or not. So make sure those people around you are worth your time and worth their salt. So. On that note as well, Denise Nicholson and Amina Mohammed, they bowl publishing. They are, I mean, Inspires is Amina Mohammed's company and Bold Publishing is Denise Nicholson's company. They're the ones who helped us with our publishing. Shout out to you both. And if anyone's watching this and is coming with a book and wants some help to get it to where they want it to get to, give those ladies a shout and I'm sure they will be able to help you. It's been wonderful. Always I've enjoyed having you on the third time. It's, yeah. It just gets better every time. Right. And if you've enjoyed this, guys, type in Hunger for the Hustle, J. Reese, R-E-A-C-E, and you'll see our other episodes. Um, Jay's also got his own podcast that he's working on. Do you want to give that a plug before we go, Jay, or is that still in the works? Absolutely. Um, so across the pond and back again, um, I'm pairing up with my girl, Soph, we um we just talk about topics. She picks a topic, I pick a topic. We sometimes meet in the middle. Sometimes we just have a full on battle royale and just don't agree. Um, it's a good time. Yeah. We go from serious to funny. It's it's hilarious. Brilliant. Across the pond and back again. I'll look out for that. Sounds yeah. like. Will you be having guests on that or? From time to time, we'll have a guest. It just depends on the topic and what we're doing. Or sometimes maybe if we know a friend of ours wants to plug something like a number one best-selling book, you know, mm-hmm. we'd be more than happy mm-hmm. to um to, to bring people on from time to time. You know, so. Well, it's I'll good. wait for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely, man. You know, you are always uh, down for whatever project I'm on. So I'm always yeah, happy to bring man. you on board, man. A team, do you know what? One thing I'll take away, we'll close up with this a team driven collaborative effort. That's the kind of thing you want to be amongst. We grow from people and projects, it's what we grow from. So, the more of those you can be involved with, and the right ones are going to take you towards your goals. Jay, it's been so good to have you on, brother. I hope you enjoy your Monday. I hope you have a great week ahead. And I hope all you guys, too, who have been watching, stay hungry, stay happy, stay healthy, and keep on hustling, folks. I hope you've enjoyed the show.